Hi, I'm David Naughton, and you're listening to Draw One Last Breath. Beware the moon. Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to the 32nd episode. And we have not got a movie that we've been to see at cinema. We've decided to go back a little bit. And Paul's been bugging me to obviously watch... Um, well, you've been bugging me. You're here. <laughs> I'm not on my own. <laughs> How are you doing? You right? Hi. Um, I am here. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for letting everyone know that I am also here. Surely you should be speaking some French by now. Parlez-vous uh, anglais? <laughs> the only French I spoke when I was on holiday was, was, your tongue. was literally oh. <laughs> was literally asking people if they spoke English. Brilliant. And every single Frenchman that I spoke to, bless them, um, said no. Brilliant. So that was um, that was my extent of my bridging, you know, UK and French horror okay. relations. Right. Yeah. So we're not, we've not been to the cinema. Because uh, he's been on his jaunts. No, we haven't really. Um, basically, we are going to review Terrifier because you've been bu- bugging me to watch it for days and months and years. Um, and I have wanted to really, really want to watch it. So we're going to review Terrifier. Um, we haven't got a movie from the vault this time either. But we have got a very special interview that we will play later on. So... What you got? Some news? Should we talk news? Well, we got to talk about a little bit of news. I mean, I mean, there's been a, a good few things that have happened in the last couple of um, weeks for us. Mainly, yeah. mainly personal news. Yeah. But there's a little bit out there as well for horror news as well. Should we recap about LFCC first? If you like. Should we talk about that? Yeah, let's do it. Have a little chat about that. Well, so, obviously, on. we went to. <laughs> all right. <laughs> obviously, we went to LFCC for those who don't know, London Film and Comic Con uh, in London, Olympia. Uh, it's like a, a con where loads of people do sign-ins and loads of merch tables and stuff like that. And we've been for many years now, haven't we? I mean, Think San Diego Comic Con, but, but a lot smaller. But a pinhead. Yeah. I, I mean, it's still got... It's still good, it, yeah. it, it covers a few... I mean, the Olympia's massive. Mm. Um, so the, the merch stands over maybe like two football pitches. Mm. And the upstairs is like a big sort of artist galleries loads of comic books and um, sign-ins like people oh, Sally, yeah, yeah and, then, and then you've got a massive so they're all about the sign-in they're all about the guests and mm. some of the guests this year were like pretty decent um, yeah. you know William Shatner was there yeah yeah. And didn't go and see him <laughs> no but with the, Martin the, Sheen Martin Sheen so that yeah. was a big we, we saw Martin Sheen yeah, in his did. photo um, photo thing that was quite interesting um, but we didn't meet him or anything we just like you know candidate him. he's been ushered around everywhere mm. you got a couple of um signatures didn't you you met yeah. bob gale bob gale the legend that wrote um bats of future yeah and there, cool. there's a lot of horror guests it was. Um, we had um matthew lillard mm. was there from scream um and scooby-doo scooby-doo uh <laughs> what you do shaggy that's the best i can do you're full of a minute <laughs> But we wanted to see David Norton from yeah. an American Werewolf in London. Of we, course. We, we went to see him, which was cool. And Matt had, Matt had gushed over Kane Hodder. Oh, damn right. It was amazing. Absolute legend. We um, queued up and met him. And, like, 
Paul nearly got into a fight with him about watered down um, spirits, if, if the UK watered down their spirits or not. He wanted to ask that question because he apparently had like two shots of of uh, Jack the night before and said it didn't even give him a buzz. I would have won that fight. Yeah, I don't think you would. He won that big. It's quite funny that you were kind of like, no, 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 we don't water it down, no. <laughs> but no, he's a legend. We got chatting and he just had time for everyone. He's just like, Really proper nice guy. Like, well, you gave him a little bit of a treat, didn't you? I did. I gave him... I thought, you know, I wanted to get some stuff for the podcast. Unfortunately, we couldn't get an interview, but he was sound, uh, He was nice enough to give us a sound bite. So, But I, to sweeten the deal, I took a, a little bottle of Kraken for him because I knew that he probably hasn't drank that before. And he was well stoked with it. Yeah, we, um, were, sat, we were sitting down chatting to him for maybe like about... Five, ten minutes and stuff like that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, got your yeah. money's worth, didn't you? Absolutely, mate. Got, got Got um, my uh, Jason Voorhees mask signed, which is really cool. I mean, for those who don't know and that are listening to this horror podcast, Kane Hodder. Um, Obviously, yeah, maybe we should have said that. Yeah. Kane Hodder plays um, uh, Victor Crowley in the Hatchet series, yeah. and he also played uh, Jason from episode seven onwards, episode seven, eight, nine, and ten. He was um, he was Jason. I think that's right because he was um, sat next to the guy who who played um, Jason for episode six. Yeah. And I can't remember his name. That sucks. Uh, no, Casey. Somebody. Something? I can't remember. Right, either. but he was there it's as well. Take away my horror card. <laughs> and then he was sat next to David Norton, and yep. a bit annoyed mm. that there was another dude, Jane. Uh, was it your mate um, who played the shape in the latest Halloween? James Jude Courtney. Yeah, he wasn't with the the holler a lot. He was on his no, own. He's kind of put over the other side, wasn't he? On his own. Um, yeah. Next to a guy from Star Trek. Yeah, um, but he was a really nice guy. Like really? one of the nicest guys I think we met at a con. I'd, yeah, he just like completely was just humble to be there, just really relaxed, just like really wanted to talk. Just I mean, pro- he probably hasn't done hundreds of these things yet. Like you know, Kane Holler's done hundreds and hundreds. You know, it must get a little bit te- tedious, but he just had time for everyone. James Hugh Courtney was just like talking to everyone like having loads of conversations and pictures and chatting about stuff um and i just thought he's a really down to earth bloke yeah and you got to sit down with him for a for a little bit to yeah, ask him a few questions yeah, so yeah. look out for that on a future episode definitely um there's a couple of other horror alumni in there really robert carlisle i'm going to count him mm-hmm. obviously i remember him from like train spotting but mm-hmm. he was in 28 weeks later 28 weeks later i mean he's in a lot of yeah. movies but yeah and tv on TV, so we got we got a few. So that was um, and they've got a few interesting guests, mm. and um, I think that's uh, we, we also bumped into um, Graham Humphreys as well, um, who does all the artwork for Fright Fest. Mm. Um, I bought a nice uh, American Werewolf poster, which yeah, I got signed. That lovely. And I that can't poster. wait to get that framed. Yeah, that looks really cool. I picked up um, a Nightmare on Arm Street um, print that he did, and he signed them all, which was really cool. Uh, but he's got like uh, a couple of covers coming out because he's got the Arrow cover for American Werewolf in London coming out soon. I would like to make a purchase. <clears throat> definitely. <laughs> definitely. definitely. Yeah. And then we met Valley Cat Graphics. Absolutely. Yeah, that was cool. Good fun to meet up with him. And I've got something to show you, actually. Guess what I just got through the post? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. You got the ghoulies. Um I'm sat here staring at a beautiful piece of artwork. It's the Ghoulies pin. Now, I, I, I haven't got mine. They'll get you. I don't think... I think I missed it because I was on a Oh, no. So, 
And there's only like a few, there's only limited edition. So. I might still have some left. I'm gonna have to have a look. Get it. That looks fucking sweet. I mean, That's I bought really nice. I bought one when I was there. Um, and the funny thing, it was brilliant. I didn't even know he did this one, but we'd oh, obviously yeah, done. Talk about it, yeah. Yeah, we did um, obviously nine seven six evil um, the other week, and I was like, he was like, he obviously he had a, he listened to the podcast and he was just like, uh, look at this, and he's just checking out. And we started. I was like laughing my ass off because he's got um, hoax um in in pin form and i was just like i've got to fucking have this <laughs> so, but, but tell them the best part when i didn't realize when you open it up it's got the actual calling card inside yeah it's fucking awesome he was telling us he's telling us all about that he's had some proper like um uber nerds <laughs> um over the years like um just like comment on some, some of the artworks not like exactly like it should be and i'm like oh i wouldn't have noticed <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah. but it was a well is a proper treat that that's one i, I really nice, like that. i really nice. like that pin so that's got on my back um yeah and that was um that was lscc this year it was good fun good fun i definitely recommend it apparently um for spring they've got uh robert england oh wow yeah that's cool i mean you, you there was another person we bumped into as well wasn't there there was a, a chap from uh what if comics Oh, what if comics? Yeah, we, well, he was there on Artist Alley, obviously <clears throat> pushing his comic. Um, really nice guy. You bought a comic from him, didn't I you? I bought a hard copy and got him to sign it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cool. Um, but he's also, I don't know if anybody's interested, but he started a Kickstarter app, which is really, really cool. So um, you can go and support him if that's the sort of thing you, you want to get into. Um, there's all sorts of packages on there. If you just go to Kickstarter and type in what if stories um it should just pop up but you can join and donate some money and be a backer um it's really cool you've got there's 29 days left to go and it's by matt stapleton um just go on there have a look and if that's the sort of thing you're into um then well, go for it what's kickstarter start for the, for the comic so he's to, to, to get it going yeah 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 to get like basically get it going and um, you can pick like all different things, like different packages. You can even pick one where you get drawn as a zombie as a zombie in the comic. So it's like it pay, it pays for all his kind of obviously his tools and distribution and printing and stuff. Because obviously he does the stories, but he has an artist that does the art and stuff like that. So you know all the you know it's a, an expensive thing. Yeah, he's an interesting chap as well. We were talking for absolutely ages about all his ideas. ideas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like all the crossovers and stuff that he's actually thinking of doing. I thought they were freaking brilliant. Genius. It's yeah. absolute genius and I implore you to go and check it out. Um you can download it I think as well. But just uh, type it in it's on Instagram as well. It's what if uh, stories. I think I gave him a few ideas as well, didn't I? Oh, did you? He seemed really. He, he seemed. He seemed really ideas. interested in my ideas that I give him. So, if any future comics out there for what if, then they might actually be mine <laughs> concepts because he definitely <laughs> was writing them down with a pen. <laughs> he definitely wasn't ignoring me. Well, you did copyright, mate. It's too late. It's too late. It's gone, mate. Yeah. Cheers, Matt. He was a great. He was a yeah, great guy. Really guy. Really nice guy. Yeah. So that was LSE. LSE 2019 done. Mm. So now we've got to talk about some other sort of little bits that have been in the news since I've been away. What have you got? Well, because I haven't been really lazy or anything. I've been lying in France and, you know, not looking at the Instagram. Yeah, and and chocolate. Oh, yeah, because I'm gluten-free, so I can't. Did you not eat any of them? Yeah, of course I did. I just (laughs) suffered a little bit. (laughs) I'm not going to go all the way to France and not eat their bread. (laughs) (laughs) Pastry. You know, know, France is the um, home of some great horror. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, but I didn't watch any. So it's kind of brilliant, pointless. Thanks. But anyway, on to some other stuff. So I, I saw this uh, little thing pop up on yeah. Bloody Disgusting. Um, Adam Wingard is um, set to direct Event Horizon series for oh, Amazon. I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that it's just not one of those things that they've bought up and they're just churning out because it's got a big following. I really hope they they, they do it proper. It's, it's got I think s- Adam Wingard will, though. He's yeah. like, I think he's got the edge to do it. It's such a um, cult following now because it, it didn't really break any like box office records mm. back in the day. It went like, greatly received by the critics either at the time but it's led on it's, cult, it's it, so cool yeah, yeah. it is a great movie Lawrence Fishbourne it's just that we have to do that I mean we do, I listened to another Sam podcast Neal, Skip yeah. to the End yeah. and Skip to the End just did reviewed it and I was listening to theirs and I was like oh my god hmm. it's just like yeah it wet my appetite I, to watch I it again I watched it probably about a year ago and I've forgotten how good it is it's fucking great but apparently there's a cut out there that's amazing and didn't you pick that one for our like um, best horror sci-fi, <coughs> sci-fi movie yeah, yeah something like that so. about it, didn't we? yeah yeah so that's good I'm looking forward to that TV series that could be quite interesting is that on Amazon Prime isn't it Amazon yeah, yeah. so um, another... Amazon Prime <laughs> This this is the only other bit of news I got. <laughs> oh, is that, is that it? Is it? It's all down to me. Yeah, no, sorry, dude. You, you can now buy mm. and purchase an official replica of Nicolas Cage's badass axe from Mandy. Oh, no way. <laughs> the one that he, he uh, makes. So if you're listening, Dan Gill, you know, I know you've got a kid now. I know you love this movie. So you might want to go and pick it up. I'll let you know how much it costs. So Legion M is now selling them, um, and it's officially licensed prop replica. It's called the Beast, um, and it's up for pre-order now. And it's fr- only three hundred units. Oh. So that's cool. Uh, it's how much are they buying? Probably six hundred pounds or something. Should be like. Well, it's uh, it comes with its own certificate of authenticity, oh. signed by the director of Panos Cosmatus. Oh, uh, cool. So that's pretty fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, a purchase cost four hundred and forty-nine dollars. That's not actually that bad, is it? I was expecting you to say a lot more than that. That's not that bad. But what, how much is that in English? Probably about... Uh, 350 quid? A bit more than that, uh, yeah. Yeah, 360, something like that. That's not bad. For an axe. Is it real? No. Wow. Is it like my sword? It's like <laughs> your, your pork sword. <laughs> not, no, not that sword. <laughs> your uh, Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. Um, Game yeah. of Thrones... Yeah. Whatever, you've got long claw. Well done. Yeah. I'm not jealous one this, bit. This proper one as well, yeah. HBO. Well, not none of those knockoff ones. Well, this is from Legion M, so anyway. it'd be a proper fish. And the director ain't going to, like, off, you know, put his net signature on any Tom, Dick and Harry. <laughs> so, yeah. Or Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. That's, that's my good. that's I, my two bits. I haven't sure. got anything. Yeah. The thing is, I don't know... I don't know if there are any new horror movies that have been announced or anything. Mm. So, I hopefully you've got something for me. <laughs> Hardly. Um, I've got a couple of bits, but um, one I was reading today about uh, Netflix, uh, The Babysitter, is getting a sequel. No fucking way, that was with, a great um, movie. Yeah, with Mukji returning to direct, which I can't wait for that. I loved the first one. Yeah, it's a pr- total bubblegum horror. Yeah. I really liked it. And it just, the way, the way um, like, basically just appeared on Netflix was brilliant. Um I can't wait for that. That's, that's going to yeah, be cool. I'm looking forward to that. I wonder what the premise would be, though, because it's kind of like 
she disappeared at the end, didn't she? Yeah. Spoiler, she, spoilers. <laughs> Oops. Ooh, Maybe still, she doesn't. Still alive. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, she's still in it and she's still babysitting. Gets a new Maybe. crew. Starts killing kids. Maybe. Brilliant. I'm well up for that. That's really cool. So, this is a bit hot off, of, off one of our episodes we've done previously, but Alexandra Arja is directing a choose-your-own-adventure horror movie with the Hill House team. So basically, that's a, this is directed with the High Tension, which is called Switchblade, Switchblade Romance over here. Yeah. Uh, but it's High Tension in the States. And he did the Hills of Eyes remake and Crawl. But apparently he's doing uh, this kind of like choose-your-own kind of destiny horror movie like about like bandersnatch was like bandersnatch, we were yeah. talking about this we yeah. said that we're waiting for the next thing to happen yeah. and a horror would be perfect mm. for this ah. yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't have a title yet but it's just called choose your own adventure style horror movie okay I think be awesome. yeah i'm all for that i like um i like the choose your own adventure stories when i was a kid like we said last time like we said when we did bandersnatch yeah. so more more please yeah i'm looking more. forward to that yeah so that that's cool um and the only other last bit I've got, really, I mean, there's probably loads more that I've missed out, but I, unfortunately, I've been, well, I'm not unfortunately, I've been moving house and stuff like that. It's been a bit of a crazy uh, week, you know, with you going to France and uh, me moving. It's been a bit, you know, you know, crazy, let's just say. Um, but yeah, the last bit I've got is, this is pretty cool. So in Orlando... Universal have got um, a Rob Zombie um, horror maze themed horror, horror maze. Well, from his movies. Yeah. So basically, um, there's a little blurb. It's like the terrifying mazes at Halloween Horror Nights Orlando and Hollywood bring to life the movies, offbeat roadside tourist attraction, Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Mad Men. Oh, count me fucking How in. Cool that Take be? my fucking money. Including Doctor Satan. Uh, the demented surgeon who's gone mad. Uh, how cool is that going to be? Oh, fucking, yeah, I'll be worth that. I mean, you're going to Florida next year, so you'll be able to experience that, hopefully. Well, I doubt. They change it every year. That's yeah. Mm. So next year, it'll probably be something different, but I loved, I just always wanted to go. Uh, that's something that America is, uh, sorry, the UK is missing, and we should get on it. It's just a proper haunt. Yeah, like, I mean, we obviously in zombie infection that we talked about in the last episode um, mm. was fantastic, and I'm, yeah. I'm I'm really pleased that that episode's like really taken off, um, and the words out there. And we've had a lot of feedback off people that, that say that they really want to go and check it out. Mm. And we need more of that, I think, in yeah. the UK. So yeah, if you're listening to this one, uh, zombie infection, we're we're game for uh, trying out any of your others. Yeah, and bring it on them. Free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah, <laughs> you want to do some haunted maids? You want any, uh, you know, consultation? We're happily yeah. to come along. We'll sign the waiver. Just go and speak to Matt Stapleton from What If Comics. You know, that's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I got, mate. All right, sound. All right, well, let's um, move on to our main review then. Absolutely. When you were here before. Couldn't look you in the eye You're just like an angel Your skin makes me cry You float like a feather In a beautiful world I wish I was special You're so fucking special But I'm a creep I'm a weirdo What the hell am I doing here? 
So this episode, we obviously we talk about the 2016 movie Terrifier with a horror sequel that is going to be hotly anticipated for next year. Um, completely on the, on the way. Kickstarter's absolutely smashed, smashed it. it. Yeah, it's yeah. going to have some of the apparently it's tipped to have some of the most goriest scenes in horror. Oh, I just can't bloody wait. And this Art the Clown is just crazy. The movie itself is um, about uh, a manacle clown that terrorizes three young women on a, on Halloween night, and anyone else who stands in his way. It, this this I think it's important to talk about this movie. It has no plot really. It has no really like thick plot. It's not think that's the best thing. about I think it, the be- yeah, it is, it is the most creative thing about this movie. It's <laughs> sort of just like it just goes, <laughs> starts weird, um, and it just sort of like carries on. And as if like there's there's no reason for it, and I love that. There's no reason for this weird clown. No, I mean, do you not think that the films try and be too plot heavy now? Anyway, like yeah, you you've got to know the backstory, you've got to know where it's going, you've got to know all the characters, you've got to have character build building, and you've got to know everything ins and outs. I just think it's too much. I think this is where this kicks off perfectly because you don't need all that. Yeah, and it's it's got a bit of a history. Mm. Art the clown. Mm. Was in, this movie was inspired by a film called Terrified in 2011. It was a short on, oh, right, on, okay. in 2011. Um, the director um, put Art the Clown in the movie. Was it All Hallows Eve? So it wasn't yes. his first outing. Yeah, it like wasn't a, his. It's like an anthology. anthology. It? Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't his first outing. So obviously, you've got all these VHS episodes, ABC of Death, all that sort of stuff. Mm. If they, some of those shorts are fucking Amazing. brutal, and you yeah, kind of go. Yeah. What would happen if you put in a movie? Well, there's a lot I have. Yeah. There's a couple that have like that siren mm. from the first VHS become a movie. But but this is testament testament <clears throat> to that, <clears throat> and it's it's gone on to be phenomenal. The first, it's not massive. I mean, there's not a lot of people haven't heard about this movie, but it's kind of it just came out of the woodwork, and now now it's got a huge cult following. Yeah, and I I only heard about it, and I, I think I only watched it like last year. So like, it took me two years to sort of hear yeah. about this movie mm. and I only started hearing about it because on I think it was on Twitter mm. um, I started seeing these memes yeah. with uh, Scooby-Doo the Scooby-Doo meme yes I've seen that and yeah, he's like yeah. cut up and he's got this thing and I'm like what the fuck is this clown like I didn't have a clue he's like yeah. what is he doing he's like who's hanging upside down it's Daphne Daphne's it? hanging upside yeah. down naked and um, with a wow. sword in his hand and I was like what the fuck is that is that based on something really so then I did a little bit of an d- investigation I saw this like screen cap mm. of this woman naked hang, hanging upside in, down well she was hanging upside <laughs> down naked with it a drew you in though, but he had, yeah hook line and sinker hacksaw line and sinker yeah because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Rich, straight on the net purchase dude <laughs> i've never seen anything like it um the, right, spoilers we'll talk about that yeah that you know scene a bit later but it's just absolutely crazy so it got me like really really interested mm. and I dug it out and I found it and I was just like this is epic mm. and I was so surprised that you because usually you're the one that turned me on to the movies so. yeah I mean again like like you said I've seen a lot of people like wearing the shirts and kind of like the memes and stuff like that but I think the main thing was that it's 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 really not that accessible because it's not on Shudder it's not on Netflix. Um, I just I it's bought, on net. It's on Netflix it. US. Yeah, but you can buy it obviously yeah. in, in all good stores. Yeah, so it is available out there. So, 
and it's quite cheap as well so i'd go out and buy it if i were you because it's, it's worth a watch oh mate i, I will do because i think this, this, the artwork as well is absolutely it's phenomenal not Blu-ray, though. that's the only thing it's annoyed me it's a clear fingers cross it does anyone who likes anything to do with clowns like if anyone like like what you know mean, like spooked out by clowns well, yeah captain sport you've got captain Spaulding, you've got pennywise yeah but this is a never this is another level man he is fucking crazy. It's so clever because I think the fact that he obviously he's a complete uh, what is it? He's like a mime clown, isn't he? So he doesn't talk. No, has no like voice or anything. Yeah, and even when he like drops, like gets stabbed or whatever. Not even even when he screams, he's like can't obviously show you because it's on the podcast. But he opens his mouth and goes, do you know what I mean? It doesn't say anything. It doesn't make a sound throughout the whole movie. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. So he's, he's got to emote all his emotions by just his face and his how he how he walks, which is this guy. Don't know where he went to drama school, but Jesus. Well, a little bit of Paul's, Paul's facts for you. Oh, <laughs> Pauline's facts. Pauline's facts. David Howard Thornton, who plays Art the Clown, yeah. and will be... He's take, American, right? Yeah, and will yeah. be taking his role for the Terrifier 2 as well. Yeah. Um, he, he has previous mime experience. Which he utilizes. Oh, right, okay. So he's got. Pre- so I don't know where they found. He had to be. I don't know where he found the guy, but I he's think it's brilliant. A practicing clown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the whole costume is worth speaking about. Mm. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And the makeup, and the makeup is just like phenomenal as well. It's such a different take on a on a, what we've seen before. Yeah. And there's obviously loads of, loads of different versions of clowns. Yeah. And we've got the Pennywise. Pennywise, I think, is the is the <laughs> staple, isn't it? It's like yeah. the go to. Um, Captain Spaulding when that came out again that was fucking brilliant because it was a lazy clown mm. it was like barely a clown and you've got stuff like like all the killer clowns from outer space all that this is just another level of mm. craziness yeah I'd love this as a pop to be honest when I looked at it originally I was like I was like oh, another one of those movies where it's just a clown terrorising people that it's like ten to the dozen believe me in, in the shop we've got loads of them there's all different sorts but this is to me, completely different. He looks scary. Oh, and gotcha. I think this, I'll describe, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the uh, poster or anything like that, I'll describe the um, the clown. It's white makeup with big, big black lips and sort of like, he's almost wearing a, like a suit, like a whole white suit underneath. Hmm. And he's got this little black hat that's that's tilted to the side. Yeah. And it's all, it's all black and white. So there's no colour. He's a black and white clown. Hmm. And it, it just Do you know what freaky. else I really like about it? Is that he's obviously a villain, but he's not especially big. Like, do you know what I mean? He's, he's not tall. Like, he's not, but he's not muscly no. by any means. So he's, he's kind of a normalish bloke. Um, well, you say bloke. Well, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> am I getting Gavin for this? Do you do you actually enjoyed this one? Yeah, I really liked it. It's not it's not my sort of out and out one hundred percent my sort of movie, but I was enthralled. I was totally in it, like the whole from start to finish. It really ignited something that's been missing from when I'm watching these kind of like villain slasher movies. But it took it up a notch. I mean, yeah, obviously the scenes of, of violence are just insane. Yeah. And it totally overstepped the line at one at one point, which I didn't think it was going to do, and it just went batshit crazy. 
which we'll talk about that, yeah. I think it's unique yeah. in its like slasher. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Two, yeah, it's it's 2016, and I'm like, there hasn't been a slasher. Not since like Scream. No. I was excited to watch this movie. Um, you know, we've got Hatchet series, fine. Yeah. Victor Crowley is, is nuts, but it's kind of... I'm not saying it's been done. It's done in a different way, and the yeah, violence totally is different. insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can see different the um, similarities between Victor Crowley and say Jason yeah. there are but it doesn't sim- really stick to the rule book completely what in Hatchet what no, in, in... oh no but that's what I'm saying so this this to me yeah. is a standalone hot um, oh, God, yeah, slasher definitely, definitely. and I've no and I can't I can't I'm say that about would you classify this as torture porn though oh god that's a good question because like the you know the whole saw and because it does it does kind of it kind of ticks some of those boxes but then i think it ticks other boxes as well kind of is and isn't i can't i can't put it in that bracket but mm. it's like it's it's definitely following those tropes it's sort of like taking aspects of like i don't know like hostile and like you said, saw, mm. and then whacked a slasher vibe right over it. But mm. the the violence is like up to ten. Let's like compare it to the mutilator, mm. right? That daft stuff, the stuff that happened with that stuff, and like the, mm. the cutting off the limbs and all that malarkey. Yeah, but um, the problem is with mutilator is it was like a long, long time ago, wasn't it? It's just like there weren't a lot like, of deaths in this one, there were there. Not a, not loads, no. Not not absolutely loads. From what I can remember, bloody long time. <laughs> so what, what was your favourite bit out of it? <laughs> well, I can tell your fa- what your favourite bit was. The upside down chainsaw. No, it's a hacksaw. Hacksaw, yeah, that was it. Yeah, this yeah. this scene is. I mean, we've seen hostel. We've seen the, like happy bits being hacked off and stuff mm. like that. But this scene, right? Imagine you right. So you've got your best mate hanging upside down in front of you so it's you i'm imagining you butt naked in front of me and i'm 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 tied to the chair am i topless yeah you're topless because she she was you know butt naked apart from pants am i right yeah Yeah. pants but she's not don't pretend you didn't know she's not the she he doesn't want to kill her he's not after her Mm. he's after the other one that's tied down he's sort of like teasing her and stalking her and stuff and the other one comes and because i think He's almost got a soft spot for the main kind of girl in, in the movie, if you want to call her the final girl, mm. if you want to say that. Like, he's almost got, like, a soft spot for her, like, because there's a scene in the restaurant right at the start where he's, like, pretending to propose to her with a little ring and stuff. And it's like, well, he's kind of got a thing for her. And it's almost like he's doing this in front of her, like, just for the reaction. There was bits in that cafe that were mm. a bit insane. Like, because he was so, like, he was doing his little mime, doing his little act in mm. front of him, and they were taking the piss. But then the camera pans to him at certain points, and he's just, like, got this dark, dark look on him. Because one minute he's got this massive grin, and then this girl just, like, slams into him, take, like, tries to take a selfie with him, and his grin goes straight to, like, really, like, angry-looking, yeah. menacing. It's just, like, crazy. And then he goes and takes a big shit and smears it all over the wall. And takes out and takes out the um, the takeaway guys, why doesn't he? Yeah. Fucking, did he set fire to it or something? Like that? Yeah. I don't know, fucking weird. And he starts stalking them. But um, this scene is got to be picked apart because mm. it's it's nuts. He he, it's like your worst nightmare. So he, he start he basically starts hacking her while she's alive. She's not knocked out, mm. and he starts hacking her from the vagina down yeah yeah 
pretty much. That's yeah. the entry point. I'm sure you couldn't do that in real life. I'm sure you'd get to points where you couldn't get through it, surely. He did it. <laughs> that is not real, right? What? Um, but he hacked it all the way to the literally through the skull. Yeah, it's, it's, it, in half. It's I must good... admit, there was. I didn't look away, but there was. I was like, not. I'm not squeamish, but I was like, that's pretty gross. Fucking gross. Mm. Yeah, it's that was like, and I and I think that's where. And if they're beating that scene. Mm. In is the it, second one. This is what I, I'm really mm. worried because obviously they're going to get a bigger budget because it's done so well on, on uh, straight to It's Kickstarter though, mate. So. Yeah, I know, but it's still a bigger budget because people, they would have got more money behind it. And I just hope they don't try and do that age old thing of, of um, like, like, you know, going back to, oh, let's find out about arts, backstory and all this shit. And anything like that, I hope they don't do that sort of thing. I hope they just do another movie, like, totally different story. To me, it's got... Don't try and explain any story or anything like that. Nah, I don't want to see flashbacks of, like, why he's, why he's yeah. Art the Clown. Exactly. I mean, you know, we can spoil, we won't spoil the ending of this movie. Well, I think, yeah, warning, we, we probably will won't spoil it, yeah. Yeah, we'll spoil the ending of this movie. But like this has got like franchise ability if it's played oh, yeah, if massive. it's if it's handled right, um, for a, whether it's low budget or big budget, it's it's got it's got movement and we don't know what Art Clown is. Hmm. Okay, we don't know he's not human. No, he's something not. along the lines of Michael Myers, along the lines of Jason, and along the lines of Victor Crowley. It's like something that if you if you kill. Something, it, it, world something it will come back yeah. for whatever reason don't know don't care <laughs> i don't care yeah. why it's just the fact that he could come back um and terrorize um anyone it's just nuts but i want to talk about one particular scene mm. in particular now <laughs> there's a scene which i was like what the fuck is going on here and it's the bit where he literally is naked wearing a dead person's torso on top of his body and walking like a woman <laughs> literally he's quite a feminine clown anyway very, in his little very strange bit. yes really it's clever because of the little twists that i won't bother spoiling that but to get to that point was just like what the hell is going on? Yeah, there's some batshit fucking it's, imagery. It's crazy. I've not. It's good because it's like just when you think it's all been done, it sort of like flips it. Okay, well, I won't spoil the ending. Ending, but I want to cut. You've got. You've got to um, talk about the beginning and the end mm. in a sort of weird way. Um, mm. The end because the beginning starts with an interview, doesn't it? Yeah. And this woman, deformed woman, is being interviewed severely. Severely, severely like faces all fucked up yeah she's like totally blind yeah yeah so she it starts with her and it's actually that's technically the end mm. or after what's happened i, I suppose. gathered that was gonna i didn't the end result yeah i didn't see it coming when i, I first thought watched it was it. gonna be in like a, a different little twist but uh, at the end but yeah but she's Clever, she's the final girl isn't she technically yeah so that's it. <laughs> well i'm gonna spoil this bit okay got it. so <laughs> at the beginning of the film in Monica's dressing room there's a sign which reads the end is just the beginning uh, so this foreshadows the ending reveal that the first scene is in fact 
takes place after all the events depicted in the film and that the unnamed deformed girl being interviewed is the final girl, Victoria. And you're like, if you, you guys know that now, <laughs> if you didn't listen, uh, go away and not listen to that bit, mm. but like, I want to fucking know that. And then like all the shit that happens to her at the end and the fact that she's still goddamn alive. Well, I, like, I like the fact that they just switch it and it's like, turn on his head. There's a little bait and switch in there. Mm. In the so it's good. It's clever. It is clever. I mean, we've seen similar things in in horror movies, but this one just has its. I don't know. It's just it's singular. It's got it's got just a thing about it where it's just got an edge to it. Where it's like it's different, shot differently. You know, it, it's just really clever. It's just got an ear, eeriness about it. And a simple name, mm. terrifier. Yeah. <laughs> it's just It's kind of stupid. It literally is a terrifier. It just terrifies people. Yeah, I really, really did appreciate. I did. I this enjoyed movie. it. Sorry, without being sick. Without being sick, you know, <laughs> I am. I just love gore, <laughs> and this was this was just fucking. If you like, if you guys like gore, um, and, and strange shit, strange shit, then this has to be watched and has to be viewed to be believed and seen, um, because it's just I don't really think you've ever seen anything similar to this. Mm-hmm. maybe in the 70s for some dodgy like killer nun mm. well maybe it reminds no, me I don't of, think it's uh, not out this is way out there man uh, it's, the fucking makeup's good mm. yeah. yeah I'm a sick puppy <laughs> you're deranged <laughs> so are we going to score this bad boy oh well, yeah I want I'm listening to what you I want to score it first I would like to, I think I'm going to score this one uh, an 8 an 8 out of 10. Really enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's uh, an 8 at the moment. But I got a feeling that if I watched, rewatched this again, mm. then it would creep up. Yeah, definitely. It I, would creep I, up. I enjoyed it. And I, I think, hopefully, I really fingers crossed that they don't ruin it with the next one. I, they, I hope if they keep it, like, you know, guerrilla style like this one and and to keep it simple, but have a good storyline and that and execute it really well. And like, as long as they don't get silly with it, do you know what I mean? Like they're saying, oh, it's going to get gorier and a, a, a better kill kills and all that. As long as it don't get like crazy craziness. I trust the director. Yeah. Maybe. I got a couple of yeah. Maybe. <laughs> As a, a little bit of a fact before we move on as well. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Cannell insists on remaining tied up in between takes of the scenes that she would feel psych psychologically as if she'd been tie, tied up when filming. Oh. So a bit of um, you know. You trying to steal my facts? I wonder if she just yeah, like, facts. Yes, I am. It doesn't work. Look, Paul's facts doesn't <laughs> run. <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay, so we're now going to move on to our something to scream about. lucky enough at LFCC to meet up with John from Alley Cat Graphics to have a quick interview with him. Really, really cool to catch up with him. We were chatting for about 45 minutes before we even started recording. Um, but yeah, we, we got chatting uh, just all about how we got started and stuff. So here is the interview with John from Alley Cat Graphics. Cool. Okay, I'm here at London Film and Comic Con 
uh, with John from Alicat Graphics. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Yeah, it's good. It's good to finally meet you yeah. in the flesh yeah. again. Well, we've met before. Yeah, in passing. In passing, yeah. yeah. And unfortunate, unfortunate for you, you get to hear our voices on the podcast sometimes. Uh, yeah, you say nice. It's not unfortunate. I really love the show. It's good. It's good stuff. Good. That's good to hear. Cool. So I'm going to crack on with some questions for you. I want to know what your earliest memory of horror is. I'm going to start raw. The very earliest memory of horror. Oh. I've got to be about six, I'd say. Yeah, about six. I had a, I had a mate. He was a bit, I can say, he's a bit naughty. A bit of a naughty mate. Like, he was my best mate at school. Yeah. And uh, I used to go around his house like after we finished school and his parents just didn't really care about anything and just let us watch whatever. I had a friend like that. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, he busted out uh, a videotape and it was Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he stuck it in and watched it. It's like Dream, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's the first time I'd ever seen any horror film or anything like really? that. And like, I just remember like that opening scene when Freddy Krueger comes ra- running around the corner and he's like chasing the pretty house and stuff. And it was just, as a kid, I was just like, oh my God, what the hell is this? And it was like terrifying, but like... <laughs> really exciting at the same time you know what I mean and I just like yeah it was weird I went home that night I remember it was like in the middle of winter when it was like gets dark about five o'clock you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. And, like, and it's not really far like we you only live down the road but it seemed like the longest walk ever you know what I mean so I'm walking back and it's like starting to walk really fast yeah every <laughs> time someone passes me the shadow I can see and I'm thinking it's Freddy Krueger coming down the road and stuff but like yeah I remember getting home and just being like oh man what was that film and like telling my mum and saying I watched this crazy film with this man with nice figures and like, <laughs> she's like what <laughs> and I was obsessed with it I was obsessed with it for really? weeks uh, like, you remember I used to get like a pound a week and I remember I saved up for 10 weeks because I remember good going, old days yeah, yeah, yeah I remember going in Woolworths and seeing it in Woolworths on, on the chart yeah, ball yeah. and it was like a 9.99 I've still got the tape now and like, yeah, VHS yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. and uh, I saved up all my pocket money and played, like begged my mum to like to, to buy it for me and, uh, so that started the ball rolling. With it started horror. the ball, ball rolling. Yeah, my mum's my mum was quite into horror back in those days, and like it was like just in the tail end of the eighties, I think. And again, like you go into video shops and it's just full of the stuff in it. And like, yeah, I mean, she used to rent out quite a lot of stuff, and we used to just watch them yeah. together, pretty much. So like a, a ritual kind of thing, Saturday night. Yeah. Get a bottle to, of coke. Oh yeah, used to get the guy that used to come around in the car. Oh, used to get that guy. <laughs> My wife got that. <laughs> yeah. It must be mental. Yeah. He opens up the boot and it's just full of videotapes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And you get it for the week. Remember, like you take a tape and he's like, "I'll see you next Tuesday and stuff." Right? Yeah, but loads of films on it, like Ghoulies, House. Remember, you watched back then. It was like she did draw the line on some stuff. Yeah, I think Hellraiser was one. I begged her to, to get it because it just looks cool, and then seeing that guy with all the pins in his head, I was, like, I was obsessed with that. I was like, yeah, I've watched yeah. that. And I remember putting it in, and she's like. About ten minutes in, she's like, "Oh no, this might be a bit strong." And yeah. she looked over and said, "Are you alright?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> but I was like clenching the sofa. <laughs> I mean, that's where it all starts, though, doesn't it? It's just like, I think it's when you're it. when your parents say you can't, they don't think you should watch it. It gives yeah. you that that kind of like thing in your body that goes, "Now I'm definitely going to watch it. I yeah, really want to like, watch it." I think we had The Evil Dead as well, and that was one that was off limits. I think that was like way up high in the like top cupboard you know what I mean it's yeah, just like yeah. don't be watching that and then she'll go out one day or whatever and you'd climb up there and whack it in and yeah. did, you, did you used to collect quite a lot of horror movies yeah I think I started off collecting videotapes quite young again I 
parents weren't happy because it's like, why are you wasting your money on that crap and stuff? But, uh, but it could have been worse. You could have been wasting your money on drugs and booze. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, probably a bit weird though, like because you know being that young and then becoming like quite obsessed with horror, you know. And I was always like taping, like I'd go through like the TV guide and whatever was listed as horror, I'd tape it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, like an endless collection of tapes, and it's just like maybe we should watch, you know, like. <laughs> Ducktails or something instead of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. It's just like it's crazy, isn't it? Because when you get into that, it's like I start collecting them and putting them on my kind of like shelf. Yeah, that's it. And you, you like them, you like them. Up a collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have all the nightmares on there. Yeah. You get all the Jasons on there. And um, do you ever do that thing as well? I did that naughty thing where you, my dad used to get two tape players, two VHS players. I used to rent from the shop yeah. and they'd copy them. I only started doing that when I started to understand a bit more how it all worked and yeah. I think when I was about 12, I think I started realising that you could sync up two video players together and that. And then, yeah. Yeah, then that. And that opened up a world. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's not like it is now. Like Tapes back then were quite hard to come by. I mean, you can, you could find them in shops and that, but it was like they'd only be there for a short while and then they're gone. It's not like now with the internet where you can just find any tape that you want you know what I mean? and sometimes they're really expensive that's it yeah yeah, yeah. so i want to ask you a bit about obviously your kind of stuff that you sell and things like that like i want to know kind of how did you kind of get the idea for this obviously you're passionate about horror and stuff like that but what came up with this kind of concept and why okay. you wanted to do it i just kind of fell into it by accident really like when I went, I went to university and I did graphics and I've always been really keen on drawing and stuff. And this was like mid-2000s, I think, by the time I'd finished and came out of uni. And then I found the job doing graphic design. And then I think, was it around 2008? I think it was when we had the big crash and like the recession hit. And then my job was no more. And then jobs started to... I was doing freelance for a while and then jobs just started to dry up everywhere. And then, I don't know, I got to like 2010 and I wasn't working at all. I wasn't doing anything. And uh, I did loads of like crazy little jobs. I worked in H&V like you. Crossing. Even CX, which is oh, it's horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. But then, yeah, I even had a brief stint as a fucking... Um, sorry, sorry about the F-bomb. Um, <laughs> what you made, uh, yeah, you swear enough. Don't worry, but, um, Oh, it was like a funeral director as well. I was probably, yeah, I've seen really? some crazy stuff, man. I only did that for six months. Oh. That must have gave you some inspiration <laughs> or something. Man. I can handle the gore and stuff, but like, you know, that part I kind of yeah. took to, I guess, because I'm used to watching it on the screen, but I don't know. I don't know how people do that job. Some parts of it were really, really quite horrible. Ooh, to imagine, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, yeah, and then I was a light in a library. I worked, uh, yeah, loads of stuff. I just, and then finally, I just ended up like, I think, the uh, agency I was working for sent me to work in a printers okay. and I was like okay and then I had access to all these like amazing printers and stuff uh, whilst I was there my clog cogs were turning and I was just thinking well at the time I wasn't thinking about starting a business but I was like I think Mondo posters were kicking off around that sort of yeah, time yeah, I was, would have been around then yeah. yeah getting into like alternative posters and that and uh, me and my girlfriend were just moving in together and I was like oh it'd be really cool to to deck the place out with some Mondo posters and that, but always being like going from job to job, I didn't really have that sort of money where I could expensive just, stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> I thought, you know what? It's not too far of what my drawing style is anyway. I might as well just draw my own and print them out. Print them out. Like the guy, the, the boss, didn't care. He was like, yeah, you can print whatever you like. And like, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna print some posters and put them up. 
So like I did like Elm Street was I think the, the first one I did. Like the first design the first you ever did. I did. It took me like forever because I was never. I just really wanted it to be great, you know what I mean? So I just kept going back, and there was no pressure on me to finish things at certain times and that, so I spent a long time, and just getting back into drawing and like using a computer and like stuff that I hadn't, because I hadn't done, once I lost my job in design, I didn't really keep up with it, you know what I mean? I just kind of let it go on the back burner. So yeah, it was kind of like a training exercise really, and then I came up with a post that I thought was semi-decent, I printed it out, and uh, she loved it and showed everyone at the cinema where she worked and they was all like oh this is great where, where can we get one and like oh, she was right. like you've got to start printing some more of these and we're, we're give them to the guys at work or put them online and see if anyone wants one and then it just yeah and people bought it and it just kind of snowballed i did some more posters and that and i think she's really got the ball rolling i mean she's really the drive that was like come on you can do something with this like, there's always a strong woman behind the man woman, yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she was making she's because christina didn't is not really she wouldn't say she's a drawer she's kind of i've kind of taught her a little bit but um she started doing greeting cards like horror thing greeting cards and people were loving it like because you don't really find like a daily greeting card or it's what, very different yeah and I opened up an Etsy page and I'm like this seems like sending all these cards and stuff and I was like you know what maybe there is something in this and uh, yeah we just started doing more and more and then pins the pin craze happens and quite lucky that my drawings transfer quite well to pins yeah, and stuff well, yeah. yeah and uh, yeah and then all of a sudden like Instagram and the likes of that like all these horror communities and that and I never even imagined what were there just seemed to open up and people just really took to us and it just kind of like snowballs you know what I mean? it, just, it is quite astounding how the horror community do come out and kind of help each other and yeah, stuff yeah like this whole instagram horror community is just amazing like i had no idea you know like they're really supportive like everyone like really looks out it's like a little community it's really yeah. nice it's like a little family it is yeah. it is oh, yeah yeah totally cool excellent so what what kind of what kind of process? How do you do you do it all on computer? Do you do it on paper first? Do you what do you do? A bit of both. I do a rough sketch of what's in my mind on a paper on the on the paper, and then I will take that sketch and then zap it into the computer, and then I'll just use Illustrator and my pads, you know, and just go over my sketch on the computer. The reason why I do that, I mean, I, I was always like one that's always been into traditional drawing from the start I was never really much into digital art but just from working in the printers it's just ideal really because you, if you draw something like digitally in vector you can just blow it up to any size you want so okay, like, okay. I draw like an A4 sketch yeah. and, I can, and I can blow it up to like an A1 poster like an level one sheet out That's of it cool. and yeah, stuff yeah, you know yeah. what I mean and again and, and like transferring it to different things like Know, makes things easier like cushions and pins and yeah. you can use the same illustrations and For everything yeah all oh, right okay yeah. interesting stuff right i want you to tell me about this awesome VH vhs range that you do because <laughs> right. i love it i love it and it's it's become like a really big thing i i can see it like on the internet and i can see how many people are really interested oh, yeah. in it tell me a bit about it. yeah it's probably a, the, the out of all the things we've done it's the thing people responded to the most i think um it kind of hits a note with people it for some does, reason. Yeah, I think it really scratches that nostalgia button. I think more than anything, and it's like, for me, I, like being like into pins, I always felt like it's nice when you get a pin and come in the mouth. But I always felt like, oh, wouldn't it be nice just to have something a little bit more, like yeah. a nice box for it to be kept in, or you know, sure. what I mean, like instead of just it being on the backing card. And I noticed when I 
like book pins from other people sometimes they throw a bunch of stickers in or like make lit like they cut out like little bits from like old newspapers where the you know where yeah, the films yeah. films are being screened and that and i was like oh, these are right nice little keepsakes yeah. so wouldn't it be cool if you just had this all like clubbed together you know what i mean it's like it's a box set and i then always wanted to celebrate like that, that feeling when you used to go, as I say, when you was a kid and you go in the video store and you just see like all this fantastic artwork just plastered all over the boxes. That's it, that's you the thing, I think, because also the quality of it is really, really good. Like, that, that's a thing you don't always get with, with items, but I feel the quality with these things are good and it's just interesting, it's that little touch yeah, that people like get. it's forgotten now. It's like so easy just now to look, if you're curious about a film, you just go on the internet and check it out, but like, Back in those days, you'd go into the video store and it would be just potluck, yeah. really. And the, yeah. the only thing you'd go to go on most of the time is just the artwork on the box. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I, I think a lot of that's been lost in recent years. They don't seem to put that much effort in, you know? So Yeah, it's all now, it's all digital streaming, like Netflix and stuff yeah. like that. It's, and it's just, there's just certain, like, as I say, classic covers like that just always been with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember seeing them as a kid and they've always stuck there. And I just think doing these box sets is a good way to keep them kind of like yeah keep it alive you know totally totally agree with that totally so can you tell me what is next for Alley Cat Graphics what you got in the pipeline have you got anything else coming up soon you can tell us about <laughs> don't want to say too much don't yeah don't give it away no as I say I'm just going to continue with the VHS line yeah. and stuff good. yeah I think Jaws is going to be the next one I hope to have it out already, but I've had some delays in that. But um, yeah, because it's summer now, Paul George would be a good one for the that's, summer. That's a perfect one. Yeah, and then like, after that, it's Day of the Dead. I think it's Romero's one. That, that will be amazing. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Yeah, just uh, in general, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'm open to suggestions, so if anyone's got any ideas of what they'd like to see, you know, it's just uh, yeah, send, drop us an email or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you as well. Out of all the stuff that you've designed, what would you say you get the most enjoyment out of kind of designing or drawing? What did I get the most enjoyment out yeah, of? What, what, what is your favourite character? Which one do you like drawing the most? Oh, Freddy Krueger. Freddy yeah. Krueger, yeah. I think maybe, as you say, maybe it goes back from the start because that's the first film I ever saw. Maybe it's had that sort of impact, but I just think Freddy's my favourite horror character out of the bunch. I just, yeah, every time I draw him, I just find so much fun. Like, I just think he's so interesting looking, you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, as I say, like, being at the Elm Street poster was the thing that kind of kicked off the whole Alley Cat thing. I think, yeah, probably Freddy's, so. Which Freddy's your favourite? Oh, it's got to be the first one. The first one's a classic. I think. Totally agree, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And um, thanks for spending this time with us. Um, but I want, obviously, people to know where they can find you. So where, where can we find you? Oh, we're just on Instagram and fa we've got a Facebook page and a, a website, alleycatgraphics.com. Yeah, just type in Alleycat Graphics and it's, yeah, you find your way from there, yeah, yeah. John, thank you so much for chatting with us, yeah, mate. It's been a pleasure, yeah, yeah. And, and basically, we are going to have you on the podcast soon, so guys, watch out for that. Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to do a rendition on the podcast, yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to have you for a full episode, mate, full episode. Thanks, fantastic. And enjoy the rest of your con. <laughs> cheers, mate. All right, see you later. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, cheers for that, John. Yeah, massive thanks. It's, it's cool. Keep, it's keep cool. listening, and we'll keep buying your bloody pins. <laughs> yeah, because we can't get enough of them. Oh, we see them for the love for the love of horror.
He'll be there sporting his pins. When is that again? It's in October. So, shall we uh, crack on with our movie from the vault? Okay, so our movie from the vault was picked by one of the listeners, Jay Jury. Thank you, Jay. Cheers, Jay. Um, I was just going to like do a little synopsis on it. A young woman inherits an old hotel in Louisiana where following a series of supernatural accidents, she learns that the building was built over one of the entrances to hell. Oh, I didn't watch that movie. <laughs> there was a couple of other beyonds on there so i might have got the wrong movie yeah no i'm joking <laughs> so yeah we watched the 1981 the beyond there's bloody loads of other ones but i definitely got the right one directed by um the italian lucio felici did i say that right pretty much yeah did i say that right pretty much yeah uh, okay um, okay he stars um katrina mccall as uh, Liza morell david warbeck as dr john mccarb mm-hmm. and cinzia more real monreal monreal as sarah Ke- keller emily as sarah keller um because she plays two people which i took me fucking ages to realize that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but we haven't even remotely hinted at what we think about this movie because I was I haven't engaged your face we just because I haven't seen you no no I've got no freaking idea I've been meaning to watch this for a while Hmm. um, because I thought it was a zombie well it is kind of a zombie movie Hmm. and it's up there it's been on the video nasty list can see fucking why yeah I'm yeah I'm not going to be like down on it but I am not um, I'm not a fan on most I know people are probably gonna kill me for this, but a lot of Italian horror, like some of the stuff, I'm not really that big a fan of. Yeah, you haven't sat yeah. down and watched Demons yet. No, by I da- like Dario Gento. So I like a bit of Gento. I've never watched uh, Lucio Fujimi. This is my first yeah. one. Yeah. So it's a new experience for me. Mm. It's directing style, um, and it was quite interesting experience. Yeah. I've seen I've seen the other in the trilogy, um, which is uh, what's that. Um, the uh, called the City of the Living Dead. Okay, yeah. And uh, House. Uh, house on a Cemetery. Yes. Right. Okay. I've got I a house. Saw those, but I saw them when I was like, like a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. A long time ago. It's not got that American vibe. There is a completely different like filming style to an Italian movie. You look oh, at, it's, it's, uh, it's look at Suspiria. Art house, yeah. It's it totally is. like arty and slow, you know, slow burn and stuff. And then extremely violent. <laughs> Out of nowhere, just mainly just like tearing at limbs and stuff. Like they love to fucking just tear at... It's the eyes. It's the eye, they love the eyeballs. Eyes. That was his... Yeah. He has real big thing about eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like there was just like, even the camera angle just like focusing in on the eyes all the bloody time. Mm. I was like, all right. But... I had goosebumps in mm. the within the first ten minutes of this movie. I'm not right. gonna lie, I um that creepy start in like you know 1927 Louisiana mm. with the them creeping up the canal. The gangster type people, yeah. Right. right. I had goosebumps. The sound, mm. the the way it was like focused in on their their faces, mm. and the way it like went onto the the artist. I don't know. Everything just, poor. It creeped me out a little bit. Mm. Um. 
which I liked, you know. Um, however, I thought it was rather funny that they were going up a canal and then two cars pulled up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Surely it would have been easier. Like, they're all creep. The funniest thing as well is they're all creeping up, but they're making all the fucking noise in the world. Like, they're all creeping up on the boat with the, you know, with the fire and all that, like, creeping up the side and that. And then the fucking car comes around the corner. And then they're rattling the fucking chain, smashing down the door. I thought this was meant to be a, like, ambush. Yeah. They can hear you coming, man. Why the fuck did they... I don't know. I didn't understand the use <laughs> no. of the boat. But it freaked me out. Maybe it's faster. Maybe there's a bit of congestion or something. And they thought they'd beat them there. Just didn't have enough cars. Yeah, maybe. So... Didn't want to waste the oil in those days. Yeah. You know? Maybe it cost loads. Uh, 1927. Yeah. They didn't have many cars. And then they, they like literally go up to this room and find that bloke, didn't they? Like, that scene is Fucked full on. It's... Nuts! They start whipping him with like because you don't really know what's going on at all. Or why? I don't think it's supposed to. Obviously. He's like a like, well. One stage they say something like "We've got you, warlock," or "We don't want you, warlock," or yeah. something like that. So he's like, okay, so what? He's like because something's happening in the town that he's done. That he's something he's done. Really? Because I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, but he was painting this lovely picture of like a load of dead people, mm. and that was we obviously learn what that is later. Mm. But the Graphic intense, not the graphic intensity. It wasn't intense, but it was just like the way that they were sort of like whipping him with this metal chain and the and the visceral um, stop on like his, uh, you know, when they smashed him in the face, smashing yeah. him in the leg. It's like you, you think if somebody was actually whipped with a chain, I don't think it would make that much damage, but it was like extreme damage when it he was like splitting it, and it was like almost grotesque to be just out there just for sake sake hard to watch yeah 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 and, and is that because of the style or the do you know what the, oh, I, I think the thing for me that made it extreme was the, the like what you touched on the sound effects like so loud it was like just the chain hitting it like was so loud and his screams so because obviously it's his dubbed right yes it's yeah, all it's it's, it's dubbed from italian yeah. Which, which, which know, very dubbed. Yeah, I and I don't. I think I prefer to watch it in like, Italian in with its, subtitles. Yeah, in its original state because I think maybe it would have just been a bit more kind of. Oh, just, <laughs> I don't think no, like, Gino Ginelli. <laughs> oh that's the best Italian I got. Jesus Christ. Bon voyage. No, that's French. <laughs> oh my no idea. God. Buongiorno. There you go. That's okay, my best brilliant. Italian that brilliant. I can do. That's ace. How many? How many more? You gonna roll out? Calzone. <laughs> okay. Frankie Mani's. <laughs> right. It's Italian American, but whatever. It's Louisiana. Anyway, this is true. So <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be. But, it's in Louisiana. And, anyway, and she's a Brit. And, and this is the other thing. That she inherited the hotel. Okay. So anyway. um, yeah, it's like it goes straight in there, yeah. And the thing I like about the funny thing I like about this movie is it's like anything can happen at any point. It's like the movie starts and you think, oh, it's okay, we're in the day now, it's cool. All right, wave wave to the, the, the builders up there, and then suddenly the builder just fucking flies across and falls off the fucking. There was someone, there was someone in the window, she got, yeah. he got startled, and you just. Like that straight away. I know. Boom, straight in it. I was like smashes his head, blood everywhere. 
blood coming out of his mouth, call the doctor. I think it's a bit too late for a doctor, love. He's done. He's done. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> but yeah, that was weird. So what was his all... name? Was, he was significant. I, I don't know. He... But there was, an, uh, yeah, and then suddenly there's like leaks. All this shit starts happening. Oh, and you're like, this isn't a zombie movie. I don't know. I was expecting zombies to come out of like mm. the basement and stuff, but mm. there was dead. Well, there is that part. In there the is that part in there, but like every death was fucked up. Yeah, really, I really mean... took a t- took time. And I'm like, there's one particular scene I want to talk about in particular because of you. Oh, I don't want to talk about this scene. It's the spider scene. Fuck me. I was like, where did they get these spiders from? They're the slowest of fucking spiders well, they would, in the world. I think they had one spider, maybe two. And took millions of shots, didn't they? Yeah, and it was just like yeah. the slowest scene <laughs> in the world. And I wanted to throw up because of the spiders. And then I wanted to just stop watching because it was just taking it. I'm like, these can, what, is he dead? Well, it's the bit where they start, they like start gnawing at his nose. Spiders don't do that. I know, I know. But this, oh. And this is the funny part. It's like, obviously you can see where the real ones were used and then you can see where the fake ones were used. Yeah, but what? Then, the... But then the funniest part is one goes in his mouth. Starts. Grabs his tongue and stretches out his mouth. And then just all this blood starts coming out. It's. Fucking gross. Because what, he'd fallen off... Some of the effects look really... Re- Again, they attack the eyes. It looks yeah. pretty real, because, like, you look at it and it looks like it was real. All he'd done is fall off a shelf, though. Like, he was just getting a book, wasn't he? Yeah, like he's paralyzed. And but it's lightning made him fall off, oh, the, okay. fall off the ladder, didn't Fine. it? Fine. But then That explains like it all. But you think he'd be moving a bit, but he's, he's kind of just not. He's getting eaten alive. Or being paralysed by these spiders. Mm. And it was fucking gross. I wanted to throw up. Because that's like never going to happen. But my God. It's so... Did you find it... I found it so random. Yeah, why spiders? But why not? Well, no, I don't know. I mean, know. I, do you get what the premise of the story is about? Uh, Tell me what your interpretation is. I want to know your interpretation. What do you think Basically, it's, about? it's like the Book of the Dead from Evil Dead. Um... <laughs> And he, there's like the seven. There, there was seven entries to hell. Yeah. Right. I think I got that. This hotel was on top of one of them. Mm. Yeah. But it fell at one stage. Like a gateway to hell. Yeah, I fell one stage that the whole town had different entries to the hell. Mm, possibly. But it wasn't. Was that the case? I don't really understand it. So it was, mm. I didn't know if there was seven entry points to hell in the town, or they were around the world. I didn't really understand that. So what was this uh, blind lady about with the dog? She was the woman at the start reading the book. Mm-hmm. Reincarnated? Was, was she really there? She had... Uh, uh, me- there's, there's like scenes with, with her on her own. Like going, is somebody there? Is somebody watching me? I fucking hated her. <laughs> I wanted her to die. And when she did die from the fucking uh, dog, yeah. which is the worst dog puppet I've ever seen in my life, but <laughs> fine, it ripped out a fucking neck and ripped out a fucking ear. And I was like, yes, die, you blind bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She, just, she was just so random. Yeah. And I thought, like, if they're, for her character, she was supposed to be this woman, other woman in the hotel, the artist, maybe, mm. who was reading the book. Yeah. Maybe she stitched him up. And that was her penance was to be blind for mm. well, well it's no I think eight, it's seventy it's, years or something. It's almost like they get changed, isn't it? And and to to know that they've been changed or taken over 
is like their eyes go white because it happens to the little girl as well, doesn't it? And it happens loses her mum and dad. And it happens to the two people in the end when they're walking through the bloody yeah um, hell, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess they're walking through hell because that scene was fucking batshit and all. So it obviously yeah it, it gets to a point where it, it literally takes a turn and, and that's where it like turns into. Obviously, they say once this thing happens, the dead will walk the earth, and then it then it starts turning into kind of a zombie movie. Yeah, but she was... So, if she was alive in 1927... Yeah. She hadn't aged... No. ...in six, 70, well, 60 that's years. that's something to do with Hal, isn't it? Something. And now she's got a dog... Yeah. ...to guide her. Hounds of Hal. Who was brilliant at attacking the zombies and then turned on her. Oh, yeah. But he got bit. Yeah, maybe he just got turned, I don't know. Yeah, zombie really, dog. It was a bit... I found it confusing... A little bit. That scene annoyed me though when she was like, there were like eight of them in the room just standing still. The uh, zombies. Yeah, and she couldn't see him obviously, and she's just going attack, whatever the dog was yeah. called, and um, I just wanted to die. <laughs> Should have really. Maybe if I would listen to, or maybe I'm, I'm, I'm. Will you do the bloody research? But I'm just like, is this is, is this a proper dub, mm. and is there an Italian version that I'm missing? I don't know if there is. I think maybe this was... There must be an aversion where it's in Italian. Yeah. Because her voice, whoever did the dub on it, was fucking annoying. And it didn't go with her. Mm. It just made me want to attack her with the dog. <laughs> There's... um. I want to talk about the, the zombies. I don't, I, I don't hate blind people. Just her. <laughs> Not real, real blind people. Not real blind um, people. <laughs> The bit at the end with the zombies now, like, not being funny, right? But how how long did it take him to realise that shooting in the head? Yeah. He's like shooting him in the body. I'm like, you're wasting bullets. That you've, not... you've shot loads of them in the head and they've gone down. And you're still shooting them in the belly and the, and the, and the side and shit. You think it's easy to shoot people in the head. This is your problem. You've watched too many movies yeah, where... He pretty much hit him. He, he, had, the head. he was aiming for the chest. But he had a revolver. It's easier to shoot someone in but the he chest. He was a good shooter because he got a bang on the head. He did get a bang on the head. But, yeah. you know, he's under a lot of stress. Mm. He's got a little six-shooter. It's not really the best gun. I don't yeah, know how he reloaded I, it. I, yeah, I know. He had, like, an unlimited <laughs> amount of bullets. Then he... He's going around <laughs> popping them off everywhere. Uh, like, I missed him reloading it unless they cut that scene because yeah. like, I, I know what happened. He, he suddenly was out of bullets and he had them again. I was yeah. like, all right. <laughs> she, just, she just pisses off on the lift and leaves him. Found the little kid. That, and there's a weird thing with the acid face. Do you remember that? That's so weird. Like, uh, it's just so random. It's just like suddenly... Because they were in a morgue at one yeah. stage. And, 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 and the other thing, when he runs off, another scene I want to talk about he he finds one of the scientists and he's kind of helping him get out and he's like almost using him as a, like a lean to shoot the zombies <laughs> and then suddenly just randomly one of the windows just explodes and but the glass I thought, hits the guy didn't it and then why did he not like, shoot the window possibly I thought he shot the window and then the whole window exploded but and it just killed that bloke it didn't, didn't show him that it just showed the glass going in him and then like, he stood up and then suddenly it just split back to the guy again with the gun and he was gone. He just like, disappeared. So like, well, what happened to him? Is he dead? And suddenly, I mean, I know they were in a mall, but suddenly there was a lot of dead. Yeah, there was. And then there's the made dead guy hmm. who does the most horrific death where he slowly pushes, again, Yeah. 
epically slowly, epically slowly, he pushes this woman into a nail. Yeah. On the in the wall through the fucking head. Yeah, that's quite. And the a, eyeball coming out. Quite a, oh, a, a synonymous, uh, Yeah. Seen that. Yeah. That's like up there in the fucking. Yeah. I mean, mate, some of the some of the effects were were good, and there was times where you could tell it was the fake parts. The dog sucked. Mm. The spider sucks. The, but certain bits of the spider bits did look good, like when it, when they actually. The flesh and that all look real. I don't know. If yeah, he he, animal but, parts or something like that. He does. Real. He does that sort of graphic close-up yeah. imagery yeah. and a close-up like gore very, mm. very well, very, very well. It surprised me they got like a dead body from the morgue. Yeah, because it was fucking so yeah. realistic. Some of it, and the eyeball is just gross. Yeah. So I've got to give a tip of the hat to that. Yeah. But you know, just don't use animals. Mm. That should be like a rule. So what 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 are your feelings? Um, obviously, spoilers. We're going to spoil the end, but what about the end? Because that just fucking like was weird. Oh, I don't know. So what? They're in they, hell. They end up like in the hotel basement, don't they? From the morgue. Yeah. So the morgue's connected to the thing, and that, yeah. and they didn't understand what was and going on. Just in another world, the whole time. Yeah, and, and then their just... eyes went white. Really, the worst contact lenses, worst fitted contact hands. Yeah, but those days it probably was. It's like those glass ones, weren't it? That mm. kill your eyes. <sighs> so what? They trapped in hell for eternity. Yeah, is that what it is? And they might come out of a a dog at some point. Mm. It was weird, mate. I don't know. Very strange. It was very very odd, and I guess in maybe now that they're in hell, the dead will walk the earth because they used the quote. Mm. from Dawn of the Dead mm. and Dawn of the Dead was before this movie no, but can't expect it maybe he, he would watch Romero so they do the sort of like Ken Forhey when the dead walk the earth when there's no room in how the dead walk the earth or they did yeah. some kind of variant on that because it's all it's from the bible at the end of the day yeah, so course, that's, yeah. it's not Ken Forhey's or George R. Romero's like um, no. quote but it's um, not. Not yet, but... <laughs> yeah I, I mean I wrote that the deaths are incredibly incredibly visceral mm. but, like, but the music was kind of really really like hit I think really striking and like really like it goes from being really soft to going like almost like Hitchcock where it's like like the shower thing yeah like it just really really hits it and it's just like it's quite clever like the use of sounds and, and music um, which I think they're really obviously big on on the art side of things and stuff but, yeah. Well, Suspiria is Italian, right? Mm. Is that right? And Dar- so, yeah. Dario Geno, yeah. Yeah, Dario Geno. So, they just love it. Mm. It's all very orchestral. Orchestral, is that the right word? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's Which like remember? strings and stuff like that, and it's piercing. And, it, and, yeah. and it's very, it has it, it's very effective. Yeah, and I think a lot of, um, obviously, a lot of different directors, even now, have taken bits from, from, that kind of whole um, genre of film, you know, the whole uh, Italian horror stuff, and you know the the gore and the the visceral stuff. They take this in a lot of movies now, but just probably used in a different way. You know? I'm glad we invested the time Definitely. to watch oh, this yeah, after yeah. talking about video nasties, mm. but it's not something that I need to explore. No, and I, t- I you know that I 
bought those couple of movies to get that sort of era. Night, yeah. I had what Killer Nun, yeah, uh, Night Train Murders, and like slashers and stuff. One like of them, yeah. they, they have extreme slashers. Yeah, and they've got this sort of like you said earlier, the horror porn. It's sort of <laughs> like it's it's sort of making it's a video nasty. Yeah, and this fits in that, and it's just like phew, it's not my cup of tea. No. Um, and well, I like, honest, and yeah. I like, and I like gore. But this is for me. It, this is my, my, my line. I think it's. I think for me, it's like it's similar to you. But I think that the, um, the kind of like the art with with the long drawn scenes with the with with the music and with like the extremeness just to kind of shock extreme it's not it's just not my sort of thing man it's just like, I, I don't mind slow burn movies but the i've never really dug deep into italian horror and stuff like that i've never really been into it it's just not my cup of tea and i can see why people do love it, it it's completely and i completely like i said tip my cap to it and stuff but it's just not my sort of thing. Yeah, and you can see it's good that it's influenced some some horror oh, yeah, and absolutely. stuff like that. I mean, even with like say um, Ariasta and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, with yeah. Hereditary and uh, Midsummer, it's yeah. like you can see those sort of like graphic. But I don't know if Midsummer for me is like done right. Mm. Those sort of scenes. Yeah, I think it's just because it's just manifested over the years of something into something different. And you could, it, it, you know, people probably kill me for saying this, but maybe it's manifested over the years for going into being this end result of coming from this Italian horror, experiencing and influencing other people that make stuff and then taking bits from it and making this amazing thing at the end of it. Yeah, and I keep thinking like... Because visuals, man, it's all about the visuals nowadays, you know? And I'm like, do I investigate, invest time Mm. on this era of horror? That's my my biggest question to myself because I've got... I've watched a few now, and I'm like, none of them have really. I think struck a chord. That I want to like. I've not even seen Suspiria. Right. See, I I have. I do want to watch that, and there is a couple more that I might like. I want to see Demons. Demons is very good. So I've got that to watch, which I haven't seen. But I think there's a couple of staples that I feel like I should have seen. Maybe I won't like them. I probably won't buy them, but I think I will watch them. Like the burning. Maybe, like that era. It's not Italian, though, That's is it? That's not Italian. No, no. City of the Living, City of the Living Dead. Is that yeah, right? That's yeah, one yeah. that I've been meaning to watch. I still haven't seen that mm. one, and I don't know if it's like that. Then I don't know if I can be asked. <laughs> I don't know if I can be asked. I mean, if if you can't, then don't you know, don't waste your time on it. But if you think you've given it enough time, then why carry on? But yeah. if somebody out there wants me to, mm. and put punish me and put me through, because it, it, I'm glad, I'm glad that Jay requested. Yeah, this, it freaks like, me. They, they freak. It's not because I, I don't necessarily. It's hard. They're hard to watch for me. Yeah. Because they're quite gross. They quite give me a bit of a you know you know I give. It's got an edge, but I find it, it even though it freaks me out and it gives me the right level of terror, it's a chore. Mm. rather than enjoyment it's not it's, at the end of the day I'll be honest it's not my type of horror it's mm. just that's that's it my type of horror is different like my personal tastes are different and, and I, I want something else I crave something else not that and I could live without 
having to see loads of Italian horror, but mm. that's just me. And I love the gore, mm. but this for me was just, I don't know, something, yeah, I know I need it to be, I don't know, fun. Mm. Okay. I don't know if that's the right yeah. word, but I just, because it's not a horror movie, but... Different, maybe with this, maybe there's sort of movie. I don't folks. really want to watch this by myself. I feel no. like if I'm watching another one, I'm watching it with you. Yeah, maybe. Because maybe you can like have a little chat during it. Because yeah, just sat there by myself watching I mean, this. It's, it's like, interesting because it's made us talk about it and yeah. think about what what does that mean? What does that mean? But in some places, I felt really disjointed, and maybe it's because it's so different. That's why you don't feel comfortable. You see what I mean? Like it's so different. Which and, all over the place and random that you're kind of like well this doesn't compute it shouldn't be like that it should be a x you know it should be a b c done like this i like being made feel made to feel uncomfortable yeah so yeah. got no problem with that do you know just yeah this one didn't didn't meld right for me cool should we uh rate it unless you've got any matt's facts oh yeah of course i have <laughs> I've got the best bit. i want to hear some matt's facts yeah, dude. Let's, let's have some they're uh, not it's been three weeks Man's since man. I've seen you, and I need to get my fill. Get your fill. I'll fill you up with some Matt's bags. Uh, I've got loads, but um, so this is the, the second part of uh, Lucio Fulci's Death Trilogy. They call it. So it was City of the Living Dead and House by the Cemetery, which we touched on earlier. So maybe, maybe you should go and see City of the Living Dead. You might. It's more more of a, a zombie flick. So. And slow moving zombies. Yeah, I've seen House by the Cemetery, so yeah. maybe I should finish Just finish it off. A little bit of a sad fact. Um, they did some DVD commentary uh, starring the main people with uh, is it Catrona McCall and David Warbeck. And sadly, after it was recorded, two weeks um, after they recorded it, he died from cancer, which was really sad because he's talking about it on the actual DVD extras that mm. he's ill. Only two weeks, man. That's mad. Um, but that's a bit sad. Um, the library that was used in it uh, is the same set uh, library as they used at House by the Cemetery in 1981, which is quite cool. So they used the same set. Um, the uncut version of this movie, so obviously it was cut when it was first out there, the uncut version didn't actually get shown or put out until in USA until 1998 it's that long to get the uncut version out okay, no. now I don't know if I've seen the uncut or not no I don't So I don't know what I'm, version I saw I've got an arrow release so yours is probably uncut then I would imagine see I watched mine on off of YouTube I rented it so I wonder if it's uncut or not mm. I'll have to look into that um, and that in Quentin Tarantino actually his company, Rolling Thunder, uh, released it and restored it um, because apparently it's Quentin Tarantino's, it was his favourite movie, horror movie, at that time in 1983. That was one of his favourite horror movies. So you can see where he gets the gore from. Some of the, the gore, gore and the sort of violence. like dialogue and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And the long drawn out scenes, yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um, so Lucio Fauci wanted originally... Uh, an actress, uh, the star from Zombie Fleshy, is to be in the movie originally as the lead, but apparently she completely left acting and left again, so you couldn't get her. Good movie, that. Yeah, it is. Um, and also, uh, Lucio Fulci makes a, a little cameo 
apparently in the library he's a librarian walking out as as they're walking uh, the guy's walking in that's cool a, like a little hitchcock thing there nice so i didn't even see that no but, me neither <laughs> um and this is quite a weird fact so you know the last scene where it's kind of like dust and sand where there's naked bodies all lying on the floor <laughs> apparently those were were like tramps like street derelicts they were just paid in alcohol to lay there naked and covered in sand. Holy shit. How meant was that? That's fucked up. <laughs> oh, right. they just paid, allegedly they were paid with alcohol to just lie there in sand for like an hour. Pissed that's out of it. fucked up. Mental. Yeah, that's all I got really. It wasn't a great deal, but quite interesting. Other, cool. Other, nevertheless. Well, what would you rate this bad boy then, dude? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know... It is obviously it's a classic Italian horror. Um, you know, ha, you know, people would say that they're into it. You know, that it's a staple and it's an important to them. But personally, to me, I'd probably give it a five out of ten. Yeah, for me, it's a four. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, it's I can't see the draw. Mm. I can't but, see the longevity. It's not something I would watch again. Do you know what? I probably would have given it a four, but I'm giving it a five because imagine if Tarantino never watched this movie. Things could have been different. Oh, good for Karen, Quentin Tarantino. So I'm giving that extra point. Oh, you're giving just five breaths out of Five ten. breaths out of ten for Quentin. You're going to give me five breaths? I'll give you five breaths. <laughs> no, that's four. four. Yeah, that's <laughs> One more. No. <laughs> One more. It's good. All right. Brilliant stuff. Cool. Cheers, dude. That was fun. Good episode, yeah. man. Um, Next episode, we have not. We obviously haven't been announcing what we're doing for something to scream about or um, move from the vault or well, our main review. What will we be doing this time next week? We will be at Fright Fest yeah. in London, so we're gonna have a lot. Fright Fest. We're gonna have lots and lots and lots of treats um, over the next week, according to Matt. So we'll see what he. Uh, if he can, we'll be doing. We're doing live we, videos on Instagram. Uh, you'll see Paul's beautiful little face in the videos. He's going to love that. Mm. <laughs> we're going to be doing loads of photos. Loads of... We're, we're going to get, like, chatting to people. I'll be chatting to some people. I'm going to try and chat to the Arrow lads. We're going to hopefully hook up with some people for some beers and just have a good time and chill out and just soak in the atmosphere and uh, have a good time in it. Yeah, and, and that will be what our next pod will be on our next episode will be purely based on what we got up to at fright fest and we will talk about the movies that we saw um we're going to see a fucking buttload <laughs> so if we can cram that all into one episode we will see so we might pick the best yeah the best five we'll get all in, don't worry. probably pick a lot we'll probably we'll talk about every single one of them mm. whether they're shit or not or whether i've walked out of any this year <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i won't they all look fucking amazing still looking Sport forward for i think this year yeah, because like the if I had to pick, my pick at the moment is like about, about is about five. So mm-hmm. I think are going to be incredible. Like ready or not, I think it's going to be a yeah. massive pick. If we get to see banana splits, but I don't think we are. Mm-hmm. What we seeing instead? Barge people. Yeah, looks incredible. Um, I haven't seen a you know a, lo- a lot of love for it, but I don't care. Critics attack. Yeah, I can't really wait. Satanic panic. Yeah, That's satanic panic. We're well looking forward to. Um, Jason Muses. Uh, yeah. Method in the mad, method yeah. in the madness. Yeah. So I'm just like buzzing, absolutely mm. buzzing. But ready or not, for me, looks like my possible 
pick unless yeah. Danny Trejo pulls it out of the bag. <laughs> no. So yeah, that would be next episode. So cool. I guess there's only more one more thing to say now. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at Hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>